0: Back in here live on a Thursday edition of Morning Drive. Nick Braden, D-Mace, and Marquise. Final hour for you. The Predators and the Flames tonight. Hal Gill's going to stop by at 9.30 this morning. We've got the big finish coming up at 9.45. Uh, I saw this stat yesterday courtesy of our buddy Alan Bell from Sportsline. He put this tweet out. And I thought it was pretty telling because I don't think Mike Vrabel is asking for much. And here's what I mean by that. This stat, according to Alan Bell, Mike Vrabel is 10-0 as the Titans head coach when his team scores 21 points or more. We discussed last week going into the Bucks game that the Tennessee Titans have yet to yield 20 points or more in a game. Obviously, they gave up 23 to the Bucs, but they still won. That just tells me flat out that Mike Vrabel... And the Tennessee Titans, when they get 21 or more, they are invincible because of a Dean Pease defense being that good. Mm. I I don't think we're asking for much. I mean, John Robinson fixed the offensive line. Let's get a competent top 12, top 13 quarterback here at some point in the next however many months it's going to take.
1: That is much, much easier said than done.
0: Agreed. But, when hey, when the Titans score 21 points... It's a wrap.
1: Right, and that's because of what they've built on defense. And and De- listen, here's the question that, that I think no, we sort of don't – and we didn't touch a lot on it during the summertime, frankly, in the offseason. I mean, D.P.'s retired. He, yeah. he retired from Baltimore. Then he had a health scare in his first year as a Titans defensive coordinator.
0: And he ain't going to be here forever. There's
1: over. no guarantee this man is around for much longer. Uh, I mean, we, we don't know what, what's in his heart. We know he loves the game, but we also know he retired and then had a health issue. So – If you get two more years after this one with Dean Pease, I think you'd consider yourself lucky if you're a Titans fan. So you got to make a good hire after that. But you got the personnel to be very good on defense, especially with Simmons, Brown, Rashawn Evans, Harold Landry, Kevin Byard. They've got a really good young nucleus that John Robinson's put together. But there's no guarantee. Dean Pease right now is the master architect, and so you're going to have to find a replacement for him. Um, But if if, if we're assuming, and we're all assuming, uh, probably accurately, that Marcus is gone at the end of the year... Then he doesn't count as finding a top half quarterback in the league, which means you've spent mm-hmm. twenty years trying to find a top half quarterback in the league, and you haven't done it. So it's, it's very, very difficult.
2: It's 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 amazing how um, some organizations are able to do things better than other organizations. Whether it be, you know, getting a head coach, finding a quarterback, finding tackles. There's two areas like that the I Steelers think, do linebackers yeah, really well. There's two areas that I think the Tennessee Titans have done an excellent job at one is tackles. They've been able to have, you know, they've been able to, you look at the history, at least coming here, they've been able to have tackles that have been, you know, studs at one point or another. Um, and then also defenses. Just think, they went from Greg Williams to Schwartz to, they had a little, it was a little bumpy with um, I forget the other coordinator I had a few years ago, but then they went to Dick LeBeau and now to Dean Pease. So you could say four out of the last five, um and then pretty high um, level. uh the the safety for uh the old safety for for the Cardinals, what's his name? Um they, they, they came to and coach played here? here? He used to coach oh. here. I forgot his Rashawn name. Rashawn Johnson? Well, I know no, no. they side Rashawn Johnson. But. Yeah, no. I said safety for the Cardinals. He, he coached here. He was defensive coordinator under Why am I Fisher. Up? I believe he was defensive coordinator. I know he ended up being a defensive coordinator for the Rams at, with Fisher. But either he was he had a little small stint, but the defense was still good. But what I'm saying is, what I, I say all that to say this. They've been able to, for some reason, find good defensive coordinators. Yeah. Um, They've had two Hall of Fame type defensive coordinators in Dick LeBeau and now Dean Pease. You can argue to say, "Well, hey, listen, Greg Williams is a damn good play caller when it comes to defenses. He's up there with the greats as well." And I, there's nothing in their history telling me they won't keep this going. If indeed Dean Peage does retire in some years, but like you said, if this team can score 21 points with the history and what they have now as far as defensive coordinators, they will win, they should be a 10-11 win team each year if they can just put up 21, but 22 points a just, game.
0: Just to like make a parallel, it brings me back to the summer when we were talking about the Predators' power play being dead last, 31st in the NHL. We were saying, look, we don't need you Cecil. to be the... We, Cecil. Cecil the Chuck, uh, Chuck Cecil. Chuck Cecil. Chuck, yeah. Chuck Cecil. Okay. We, we, we don't need the Predators to be the number one power play in the league, mm. but if you're in the top half of the league, the top 12, right around 10, we'll take that and run with it all day considering... All the other talent we have. Well, it's the same thing with the Titans. You've got a great defense. You've got really good special teams from the standpoint of a punter and a kicker. Now, Mm -hmm. the return game, because nobody can field a punt, is certainly an issue. But if you can fix this offensive line, get a quarterback, and I know the quarterback's the harder thing to do, just give us an offense that can get 22 points a week. This Titans team, to your point, could win 11 games.
2: Yeah, they could. Because the defense Uh, is that good. You know, the defense is, 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 is really good. Their special teams, they hadn't had a true, you know, returner since Mark Mariani. Um, he was probably the most consistent returner they've had in the last 10 years. Um, if if they can just score on offense because they got the defense, the special teams is pretty good uh, from a punter and a kicker standpoint. Um, like you said, the return game does need some, some, um, some updoing, um, some upgrading, I mean. Um, but if they can just score twenty-one to twenty-four points a game, I don't know where twenty-four points a game puts them in the NFL uh, at this point. I think it puts them maybe in about the half. middle of That'd the pack. Midway, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but if they, you can score, you know, if you can score twenty-four points a game, just think, you know, what you can do for your for your defense, you know. Uh, uh,
1: Greg Williams, 97 to 2000. Jim Schwartz from 01 to 08. Chuck Cecil for two seasons, 09 and 2010. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Gray for three years, 11 through 13. Mm-hmm. Ray Horton for a year. Yeah, that was And like then the... Dick, Dick LeBeau and, of course, uh, DMPs. But, you know, they had some bad defenses in there. But by yeah. and large, it's, it, you're right. It's been very – they've been very good at, at hiring the right guy to run the defense for a long time. Now, some of that's the credit of the head coach. You know, Jeff Fisher is the guy who picked – you know greg williams and jim schwartz that's basically the entirety of that of the tenure there then you start also having the weird head coach problem right like once you get past jeff fisher it starts going through all these different head coaches and that that's when it starts to get a little bit less stable dick lebeau kind of stabilizes that a little bit with malarkey and then of course dean pease is as as brilliant as it gets right i mean he's just been around forever so um yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see to see what happens i 20, I think we said something like 20. They scored, what, 19.6 mm-hmm. or something like that last year per game? If they could add a field goal and you can get to 22.5, 23 points, you'd be right at about 15, 16th in the end. Of, you'd be right in the, right in the, the middle. Yeah. And all you got to do is be right in the middle if you've got a great defense, mm-hmm. and that'll win you some games.
0: Okay. Hal Gill's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. We've got the big finish in about 30 minutes. But also, so last night was a great night, right? World Series Game 7, you had the Baker Mayfield comments earlier in the day that certainly went viral with the way he handled a media session in the locker room, but D-Mace could not get enough of what transpired last night in the association with one of the guys that I hold near and dear to my heart.
1: I I will have an NBA take as well. No. I have a take. Yep. What, 77 to go? Is that the take? (laughs) No, an actual take. Okay. That relates to the Titans and the Preds. Oh my goodness! Via NBA News last night. Okay, how about that?
0: We're back after this on Morning Drive.
3: Uh, well, first of all, I ain't no b- <laughs> So nah, there was not a lot of talking. I mean, uh, you would kind of happen out of nowhere, and uh, you know, um, uh, you know, I just did what I had to do, and I was just, you know, trying to control myself, and you know, it happens.
0: That is my guy, my MVP, Joel Embiid. <laughs> I love that guy. He's an antagonist. He's oh, he, look, he's not innocent all
2: the time. Yeah, yeah, but I'll be damned if I don't love that guy. D Mays, I know you were eating it up last night. Hey man, Joel Embiid is my favorite. He's 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 like he's that guy. He's the gift that keeps giving, <laughs> and it's not like he's a bad person or anything. It's just. He plays Likes to stir it up a little bit. Yeah, he's just a big kid, man. And, you know, he he he's a dominant player. He's he's Shaq, but a little bit more playful. Yeah. Um
1: with Anthony Davis style athleticism.
2: Exactly. It's just, you know, you gotta understand Shaq was sort of the same way too. Like He was like, you know, this character off the court and he always has something to say. He was funny and people loved him, but he dominated the game. Charles Barkley, same Uh, way. Joel Embiid is the same way. He dominates the game, but he's funny and he does quirky things. And I love it, man. I love it. It's like he says that, but he laughs at the end of saying he's like, I know. Beep and he laughs that's like should i take you seriously but yeah. you just laugh you can i can't take him seriously either
1: but it's he's also a, a, a sort of what makes him fascinating not just from an athletics i mean purely athletically he's a fascinating individual right like he's just like his size speed skill set is just fascinating but like his backstory is fascinating like mm-hmm. wh- like he is a he's from all he's experienced the world like he knows what life looks like outside of our little united states bubble like i I think there's a ton of value in that
0: it's from what cameroon
1: yeah and so he like you know even in his twitter account he's like i grew up around lions so a little cat was nipping on my heels like he just is an interesting guy because he has a world view right Mm -hmm. like he has a different perspective than most of us here in this country who never leave our own little state and have never been to another country and experienced another culture he has just got that. He and, he and he grew up in the social media age, so not only does he have a world view of sort of a larger picture perspective, mm-hmm. but he also has really savvy social media skills. He's also an incredible athlete. Like you put all this stuff together, and he's one of the most unique individuals in sports right now.
0: And while it was funny to hear him say that, and you know him and Towns got into that skirmish last night, it didn't it didn't escalate to the level of like the 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 um. The brawl at the Palace Mm -hmm. with Ron Artest and the Pistons and Pistons Pacers. No, but Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that uh, an NBA investigation into the Embiid Town skirmish will begin because the referee uh, that ejected, it looks like the guy who ejected Embiid, is saying that Ben Simmons was not a peacemaker in this whole issue, citing that Simmons, and if you've seen the highlights,
1: was using a, quote,
0: dangerous chokehold.
1: Yeah. Uh, listen, which l- would be a bad look listen, for the league. The NBA, and let's we we are talking about Joel Embiid as an individual over here. That's one conversation. Mm-hmm. A separate conversation is can the NBA allow this type of thing to happen? And the answer, while it does draw some attention to you, you can't. It's like the flashers at the World Series. Like you know, it, privately, Major League Baseball is going <laughs> all right. We got some attention, but really, they know that you can't have flashers at, at World Series games. You can't have fights. Mm-hmm. You can't have fights in basketball. It's not good for business. It gives you some attention short term, but you got to. They they know in reality that they they've got to put a
2: put the kibosh on that stuff. Uh, this wasn't a fight; it was just a wrestling match. That's all it was. Yeah. You guys remember the, the, the Simmons
0: fight. the Simmons arm around the yeah. neck?
2: No, they'll, they'll put a stop to that stuff real quick. Do you guys
0: remember Shaq and Charles Barkley got uh-huh. into it? Oh, of cause, course. Um, Charles Barkley threw the basketball at Shaq, and they kind of wrestled into the crowd. Mm-hmm. And that's basically <laughs> what this was. Yeah, It was just
2: a wrestling a new match. version. Of it. Um, and then the whole Ben Simmons thing, um, you know. They can, I'm, they're going to investigate it and uh, Big Cat is going to say, well, he choked me. And Ben Simmons is going to say, well, no, I didn't choke. I was just trying to calm him down. So it's going to be this go back and forth. And if you slow the camera down, yeah, you can say, well, yeah, you did choke him. Oh, he definitely um, had his arm so around his neck. For sure. It's, I mean, it's, it's, to me, the league is now making this a bigger thing what it yeah. should be because now the oh we're going to investigate it's like seriously yeah that that part we don't like mean. come on just punish man. them exactly give so them their fine yeah. and let's get, yeah. let's move past
1: it and, and say look guys hey please don't do it again. exactly like uh, I'm with you on that one the other big news last night Steph Curry breaks his hand uh, for the Golden State Warriors out for Lord knows how long Clay Thompson's already out for most of the year there's record, you know people reporting that he may not come back at any point this year and it just it like when I saw that story it just struck me. Like if you're a Preds fan, and this is why I'm going to bring it back to sort of, the, uh, you know, the the programs here. Like you can be the most dominant team in the history of the of your sport mm-hmm. for five years, and in a matter of like seven games, it's all gone. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You lose Durant to the Achilles, mm-hmm. you lose Clay to the ACL, and you lose Steph to the hand. All within like ten games. And I know there's a lot of off time in the off season there. I get it. But like all within a very short amount of actual playing time. And you've gone from the most dominant franchise in your sports history over a five-year period of time to being almost irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And and I guess what struck me about that story is how quickly it can disappear on you.
0: Well, they just went from a fringe playoff team to
1: no, they're first pick. They're going to be trying to get a like they might as well try to tank at this point. Like, but it just it just struck me as so fast that you're in the NBA Finals, Mm -hmm. playing for a championship, and you're breaking in a new building now and yeah. you, and you've got this billion dollar building that you've got you've sold every season season ticket to, right? And it doesn't mean they're not going to be good again 2 years from now. But for this season with just Draymond Green and what else? It's just disappeared. Like that, it's gone overnight and like if you're a Preds fan, you know, a couple injuries take place or you're whatever your favorite football team is, if you're a Titans fan like Al- Alabama fans, you know, if Tua just is not if he gets one hit and he's gone and well, there goes your national title. Like it can be taken away from you. Well, so Well, that's fast. why,
0: like we've always discussed, and, and to bring it specifically to the Predators, we keep discussing the window. What's uh-huh. the window? What's the window for Pekarene? What's the window for Peter Laviolette? Nobody really, truly has a clue. To your point, what a window is right. because it can be slammed shut in a nanosecond. Yeah.
1: And, and it's just, I am so taken aback by how quickly you go. And, and maybe it's just a basketball thing because it's it, one or two players can have such a huge impact. I understand that. But to go from the most dominant thing a sport has ever seen to being a team that could potentially try to get the first pick in a matter of games, just is, it just is startling to me. And so I, I, it, to me, it's a reminder to enjoy what you've got while you've got it. And I don't think we do enough of that in life, in general, across the board. Just stop and smell the roses, appreciate the people around you. And when your sports team is good... Just enjoy the ride. You have no idea what's going to happen. Enjoy the ride because it can be taken away from you in seconds.
0: Let, let's do a little exercise of teams or franchises in any sport that lost a player mm-hmm. or a coach unexpectedly and really didn't miss a beat. I can think of two. The Patriots were Brady when he went down, mm-hmm. Matt Castle 11-5. and five. Mm-hmm. And right now what we're seeing with the Colts, with the sudden retirement of Andrew Luck, I can't recall teams that have lost... Iconic players about, that didn't really Bulls, miss anything. How
1: about, the Ohio, Bulls, how about the Ohio, Bulls. Ohio State winning a national title with Cardell Jones? Yeah. They lose JT Barrett, and then Cardell Jones comes in and they win a national t- title. I think the Chicago Bulls, when Jordan retired, they still won 50 some games. They finals. still won 50 yeah, some they games. Yeah. The Eastern Conference but they lost, they lost to the, the Knicks, they, right? They, they lost to the Knicks. Damn right they did. They, they, <laughs> they didn't make it to the finals. <laughs> we, I just know yeah, that.
2: They, they, I think they went to the Eastern Conference finals, but they lost to the Knicks in that game, and they lost a close series.
1: Yeah, and Nick Anderson. The, the following year, yeah, um, Yo, the magic, the magic. I, uh, it just, it's just, yeah, like one guy decides I want to go try mm-hmm. baseball, and all of a sudden, like, oh well, you're not going to win any more titles now. Yeah. It just, it just, it's such a fleeting world we live in, and I don't know if that's too deep for sports talk, but it just, I, I, I see Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, and the greatest franchise in the history of basketball built the right way through draft
2: picks, right? Didn't, um, and then it's just gone like yeah.
1: that overnight. It's gone. Well, it, well it, oh see, God, when Dar-
2: still- when uh, when A Rod left. Seattle, the Mariners, didn't they win... 101 yeah. games? Well, yeah, exactly. it's a Texas Ranger, right?
1: Yeah, and I don't think it was just him that left either. Uh-huh. I want to say it was like Griffey was coming to the end of his rope, or maybe uh-huh. he was already gone. Yeah, he at was right already. Randy Johnson, I think, was already yeah, gone yeah. at that point, but maybe that was the end of his... I think, no, Johnson mm. pitched in the series... <laughs> when they beat the Yankees in 90s, whatever then that he was. A, he pitched that word. Yeah, so. no,
0: Johnson and Schilling were the pitchers for the Diamondbacks. The
1: Diamondbacks yeah. in 01. When A-Rod 0-1. left. No, I'm talking about the, the, when Griffey rounded third. Was that earlier? Was that 95 or something? When Griffey rounds third and slides into, slides into home and wins the series against the Yankees. Maybe? Oh, yeah, that was 95 was AL, ALDS. I, I want to say, because Arod's came up in, like, what, 98? Again? No, he came up with Jeter. So, like, 96. Yeah. Okay, so I want to say you're right, though, that, like, there was an exodus from Seattle. Like some of their best mm-hmm. players, maybe Edgar Martinez retired mm-hmm. or something. Like there was something else with um, the A. Rod departure. Mm-hmm. That they went from a, a really great franchise, and also well, they had
0: Buner, they had Tino, they had they had both Martinez. Yeah,
1: they had tons of. Yeah. I mean, they, they were a really good franchise for a while. They well, never won anything.
0: He, Here is one we just watched last night: the Washington Nationals win the World Series the year after Bryce Harper walks. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, now that's a that's a difference. I think that's a different category. That is, is there a You know, I don't want to call – it's not a clubhouse cancer. I hate that phrase. But just, like, I think the Preds today are playing more focused hockey without P.K. Subban. Mm -hmm. I I, I think P.K. Subban is great. He's great for the team. He's great for the city, great for the organization. I also think they're playing a more cohesive, more focused game right now. So I'm not suggesting that losing PK Subban is the reason they're good. They're good because they're good. Mm-hmm. But there's a different discussion. Like
2: Boston, there loses, hasn't been a drop off,
1: right? And like Kyrie Irving, well. Kyrie Irving leaves Boston. Will Boston be better because mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving's gone? Because people sometimes like look at. There's already people in in Brooklyn right now talking about Kyrie Irving. Right? They're already saying like mood swings. What's going on with this guy? Yeah. yeah. So yeah,
0: he'll get you 50, but they'll still lose. Yeah. If you like that, then so yeah, be it. Yeah,
2: there you go. Well, I get, when Kevin Durant comes back, he can get fifty, and then they'll win game. <laughs> yeah, right. And we'll Durant. all appreciate
0: yeah. Kevin Durant. Exactly.
1: I just, I couldn't. I'm, I'm watching the like the the Golden State Warriors are going to be in the lottery for the first pick. Mm-hmm. Think about that.
2: Yeah. They're going back to the, they to were the way it used their, to be, man.
1: They were playing for like their fifth straight title like a week ago. Yeah,
2: they're just going back to the what way happened? It used to be, man. You know the Clippers were horrible. Might need to give Mitch, Rich, Clippers, Mitch Richmond a call. I know,
1: I know. Antoine Jameson agrees with you. Yeah. Chris Mullen got
2: any juice left yeah, in those legs? He probably got a little bit. Yeah?
1: Well, did you want Howard ever play with Antoine Jameson on that team? <sighs> Is that when they had like the lightning bolts on the side, uh, like the hideous uniforms? Uh, did he? God, They were irrelevant for so long. Do You yeah, want the most
0: run. obscure Golden State warrior of all time? Oh, wow. You want me to give it to you right now? Yeah. A Donald foil.
2: <laughs> Who? What?
0: Remember a Donald foil? Played at Colgate <laughs> in college? A Foyle. foil. You like that pool? Oh, I'll give you some obscure it. NBA games. That's, that's,
1: that's sort of like D, you being obsessed with Carson Edwards. For yeah. Boston. He's
2: play, he's not playing a ton of minutes, but because he but, lit up uh, yeah, Tennessee in the it, tournament. Exactly. I just, that kid, I just want to watch him make three-pointer after three-pointer. He had not done any, much of nothing now, yeah. but I just want to see him Playing with there. Grant Williams. Yeah.
0: All right. Hal Gill is going to join us when we come back here on Morning Drive. It is Morning Drive, ESPN 1025. The game here on this Halloween edition. The big finish coming up at 945. Our next guest—he's not afraid of any ghosts. He's not Sam Darnold. He's Hal Gill, and he joins us right now. And he's brought to you by Puckett. Skillzy. Happy Thursday. How are you?
3: I love how you put that in. That's smooth. Thank you. Not afraid of ghosts. Sam Darnold. You put it all together. That's that's quality.
1: I'm semi-professional here. Semi-pro.
0: Semi-pro. So a uh, lot. Speaking of a lot of people putting it together, this team right now is just rolling, and they're rolling without a guy like Philip Forsberg. To me, it just speaks to the depth of this team. We've even seen a stretch here where Matt Duchesne was out, and they're not missing a beat offensively and winning games with two of their best players. And a guy like Forsberg, you've won four out of five. What are you seeing from this team? Is it just simply
3: depth? Yeah, well, it's funny. We were talking, Braden Braden and I were talking uh, last night with Sissons and Johansson, and it's, it's kind of a... A sucker question because I'm saying, is there a weakness on the team? And they're both looking at each other like, no. There's, you know, you look all the way through. Uh, there's no really no weakness. Uh, there's a lot of teams out there that would die to be in the position that the Preds are in. And you look at Nick Bonino is leading the team in, in goals, and and he he was the guy that's, you know, pushed down to the third. Fourth line, whatever I don't know what you call the lines anymore because the most effective line was Grimaldi, Benino, and Smith. They were buzzing, and that's their third line, I guess. Uh, you know, with Forsberg out, you'd think there'd be a little bit of drop off, but I feel like they they just playing a tighter game and they they kind of put their defense together. Um, yeah, they're the total package right now. I don't I don't see any holes.
1: Now, they've corrected some of their defensive issues from early on. What, what did you see against Tampa? Because I, I think, um, you know, Chicago I thought it was the most complete performance of the of the year, but, you know, Chicago's not exactly playing their best hockey right now. What did you see against Tampa that you really liked I, I, from, A, the goaltending, but also uh, I think the, the, a lot of the comments from the players and coaches were, you know, we played our best defensive game in front of UC? Yeah, that, that's
3: what it's all about. I, I thought – but they came out, had a good first period, and then the second period. You knew Tampa is going to come back. They have, uh, they have such awesome firepower, and they can buzz and uh, they can attack off, off turnovers. And the feds came out, and for five minutes, I said, "Uh oh, this is this is trouble," because they're turning the puck over. And uh, I'll give them a ton of credit because they they figured it out and they they decided that. Uh, I think it was a, a turning point, not just. For that game, but for the team where they said, All right, we got to play good defense. We got to defense first. And they did that and they hung around. And then, um, you know, how nice was it that in that game the power play got it done for them and got them to win? Uh, But it was really the defense in front of Saros that they're able to walk it down. Uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to to sit down in in one of the meetings and talk about the defensive zone coverage because I feel like they were man to man. Uh, all last year, trying uh, trying to chase guys around. And they have the defensive players to play man-to-man because, you know, you put Roman Yossi on a guy, he's going to win that battle more more often than not. Ryan Ellis, Matias Echo, and those guys can win those battles. But against good teams, you need to attack in layers defensively, and they really established that. And so, you know, there's a lot of movement with Victor Hedman coming down. And they handled it, and they handled it all the way through the second, and, and then in the third they were able to push back and get the win. So I, I think that was a huge game that Chicago was a whole different story. It was utter domination all the way through. I haven't seen a game like that in a long time where uh, that, that Chicago team did not deserve to be on the same ice. Other than Robin Leonard, everyone else was was just getting dominated.
0: Speaking of utter domination, pecarine looks like he is well on his way. And I know we're only, you know, 12 games into a season, but he's playing at a Vesna Trophy level, 7-0-1 in regulation. He's top three in the league and wins save percentage goals against. I mean, what is it about this guy at his age that he could get off to this kind of start this year?
2: Yeah,
3: he's, how awesome has he been? And and I'll give the, the defense in front of him credit, but you know, the first few games he had, it was, uh, you know, can we, it was more Oilers hockey back in the 80s where they're run and gun. And, you know, you're looking at Pekka saying, can you make these amazing saves? But he's just been, he really hasn't had to make any acrobatic saves. It's been all tracking the puck, seeing it through a screen, uh, being on top of his crease, challenging pucks, letting it hit him, using his big frame, but but always being in position, and, and that's not easy. Uh, that takes a lot of focus, and uh, I think off the ice he prepares himself so well. He's learned what his body needs, uh, gets gets the treatment he, he needs. Uh, I just I, I feel like he's so dialed in and always in position that he doesn't really have to test his body as much as he used to. Um, yeah, I, I, for a big guy to play similar to the way Saros does, with his clean movements, using his edges and, and clean pushes laterally, attacking the puck. I, I just think he looks like he's he's on top of his game right now. And, uh, you know, I think that's large part due to the rest he gets because Cyrus can play more games. And we'll see how that goes down the stretch because Beck is hot. But, uh, you know, Cyrus looks good too. So that gives him the rest to continue that throughout the season.
0: Hal Gill, you'll hear him tonight on the call with Pete Weber on the Preds Radio Network, the Preds and the Flames. Puck drops shortly after 7 o'clock. Always a pleasure, Hal. We appreciate it. Thank you.
3: Yeah, Thanks for having me, guys. Have a uh, great, spooky Halloween.
0: You too. We appreciate it. Hal Gill, brought to you by Puckets. You want to do that again? You know what we got to do again, uh, real quick, before we get to anything no, else at some no, point today? No. We got to play the uh, Belichick. Oh, yeah, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to do that. That's, I thought
1: you were going to ask him just to warble. No, no. the <laughs> microphone. I'm tired of the warbling. I we'll that for Friday. I want to remind everybody ESPN 1025, the game. Nashville is sending one lucky listener and a guest to Dallas. Uh, yeah, hello to Dallas. That's a long trip with the Winter Classic celebration flyaway starting Monday. November 4th, coming up next week, listen for the cue to call in and qualify for a chance to win the grand prize, which includes, are you ready, Derek? Yes. Round trip airfare, hotel accommodations, a pair of tickets to see Scannered at the American Airlines Center on New Year's Eve, a pair of tickets to the Hockey Winter Classic as the Preds take on the Dallas Stars at the Cotton Bowl on Wednesday, January 1st. That's a heck of a New Year's Eve party, man. My boy. Yeah. The winner will be announced on Friday, November 15th. My boy, Skinner. This that one guy, huh? Yeah. Pri- prizes, pri- <laughs> pri- prizes, <laughs> prizes! Courtesy of Outback mm. Concerts. For more details, of course, visit thegamenashville.com. game Nashville.com. That's and a, that is one monstrous prize. It's pack. a great prize, great, great prize. Monst- and, and when you monstrous. go
0: to Dallas, not only do you get to see a good hockey game, you can go and hassle cowboy fans because cowboy fans are the lowest form of life on the planet.
1: And eat brisket. Yeah. Real brisket from Texas. Hassle
0: Cowboys fans while eating brisket. Yeah,
1: hell yes. The, o- the only that sounds like like my greatest well, weekend ever. Yeah. True, true
0: I'm story. Listen to I'm going to Skinner. Li- hanging out with my boy I'm Skinner, I'm, I'm
1: gonna listen, go. listen to Skinner <laughs> yell at some Cowboys fans and eat some. Cow. The, the
0: only intelligent Cowboy fan I've ever met is Chase McCabe.
2: yeah. yeah. The rest of them, uh,
0: they all have the IQ of mayonnaise. Uh,
2: <laughs> It's unbelievable. Wow. Wow, Wow, Cowboy fans. His name is Nick Nick, Kale. (laughs) At Nick Kale on Twitter. Eagles apologist. (laughs) That's right. Come at me,
0: bro. (laughs) Big finish coming Uh, up next. Stay there.
1: We've had a big show. big show. And now it's time for a big finish on Morning Drive.
0: Time for the big finish. And Braden Gall is brought to you by
1: Nashville Soccer Club. Get your MLS tickets for the inaugural season today. Go to NashvilleSC.com. Um, are we, NashvilleSC.com is a the website. They obviously have a great game coming up this weekend, too, also against Indy 11 in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Are we uh, are We going to give away some free stuff here? Give it away. Give it away. Give it away give now. Give it away now. Lincoln Riley's favorite band. That's um, All right, caller number five then, right now, 615 737 1025. 615 737 one oh two five we'll get a pair of tickets to see National S C take on Indy Eleven at first Tennessee Park in the Eastern Conference semifinal. Hello.
2: Call it five. One, two, three, four, five. That's cool. One, two, man. three, four, fifth. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Not
0: one, not two, not three, not four,
2: but, but five.
1: Should I keep going? Yeah, I got more papers over here. Yeah, you got more documents? I got more documents. Do um if you don't win those tickets to Ooh. go to the game.
2: Then what happens? Because,
1: again, only one person is going to win tickets. I know there's two tickets. But you got something else for us, right? Only one person. Uh, ESPN 94.9 Game 2 is the official English radio home of the Nashville Soccer Club. You can listen in Saturday night as Nashville SC takes on Indy 11. I just told you that. At First Tennessee Park in the Eastern Conference Semifinals. oh Game starts at 7, only on ESPN 94.9 t- Game 2, powered by your Middle Tennessee Toyota dealers. Tickets available to purchase now. Also, shockingly, at NashvilleSC.com. <laughs> Same place. You can go to one place... And get tickets to the game on Saturday and season tickets for next year. I'm
3: blowing. It's crazy.
0: And we welcome you into a Thursday edition of Morning Drive, off and running live here on ESPN 1025 The Game. With you on an action-packed show where I'm just gonna take a guess here, what kind of ticked off
1: for greatness today? What's your favorite candy, guys? What's your favorite candy? Let's do a candy draft. Let's talk only about candy today. Because uh, every other stick to sports. Every other radio show in the history of radio shows is gonna talk about candy today. No, I'm gonna talk about Baker Mayfield and Steph Curry. Coming up, up at eight series. o'clock,
0: we will play trick or treat in the world of sports. Who's been a trick so <laughs> far, and who's been a treat? Stay tuned. What's your favorite costume? Shut up. Who's the scariest athlete of all time? I'm already...
1: Yeah, yeah see, there you go. That's four straight... Hack radio. ...cliche topics that we will not be doing today on the show.
0: And we are not dressed up in costumes, no, either. No,
1: no. I'm not dressed up like an idiot. I will dress up like an idiot with my children later tonight.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and then our wives will call us idiots. And well, our that, children will call us idiots. That happens regardless of our
1: attire. I asked Ryan Johansson, what is the appropriate name to use when doing a post-game interview with you? Should somebody use Joey... In a post-game interview, and and of course, Chase McCabe was standing like five feet away. So, so I said, Chase McCabe would like to know. You know, everybody clearly knows who Chase McCabe is. And Ryan kind of like sits back. He like looks at Chase. And he looks back at me, and he's like, yeah, I think Ryan's okay. I think you should call me Ryan.
0: <laughs> so he wasn't intimidated by Chase's no. presence?
1: No, not at all. Okay. Are, are you kidding? Just uh, check. Have you seen his, his clothing this morning?
0: Talk with Dan Lambert. It's time for Coffee with the Coach, my man. Dan Lambert, power play safe. Hey, will,
1: will you Professor Love directly to Absolutely. His I've already okay. tweeted
0: him directly. Right. I will say it directly over the radio. Coach, we appreciate a couple of minutes.
1: Well, to be honest
0: with you, I don't know that I had to fix anything. I think, you know, just establishing trust and, and the relationships with the players. Obviously, there's a lot of skill on this team. And, and I think it was, you know, and, and adding Matt Duchesne as a left shot certainly has helped. And So I'm not sure that anything is and fixed or but you know i know that we're trying to establish certain things and, and momentum is one of them and i think you know on, on some nights we've done a good job of that right now we welcome in our buddy joe rexroad from the athletic
3: to get him at that number and that uh, to me it, it, it's it's a worthwhile concession and exception to make and big big deal for the predators you know i've heard from some fans like you know he's gonna be 38 at the end of this and you know hell of a big deal it's like, hey, do you want to lock up some great players and take a run at this thing? I mean, yeah, he probably won't be worth nine million a year when he's thirty-eight, but that's really not what it's about. That's the trade-off. So, I think it was great for the Predators to get it done here. If he kept playing, by that number, like, you could see that number rising, you know, with each shift. Sometimes with the players this year, like get it done, man.
0: Yesterday, one of our devoted listeners and followers on Twitter of the show, Adam Polston, sent us a tweet with a video. I guess yeah. it was revealed. Yeah, yeah, yes, uh-huh. with Soledad O'Brien. If
1: I did it, this is how I would this do it. This is how
0: I would have done it. And here, Derek Mason, Bill Belichick, Patriots Ravens head to head. Oh, you Mason
1: just. You. We you? we talk after the game? I right, just shut the up. <laughs> Can you look at
2: the scoreboard? I wonder what point of the game it was. But yeah, that's the year they beat us twenty-three to twenty. Were they up twenty-three to
0: three at some point no, or something?
2: No, they were never up. Well, no, big. just winning is yeah, enough. They were to point winning. To the yeah, yeah. they were winning at the time, and they end up winning the game. And then we end up coming back and just beating the pants yeah. off of them in the playoffs. But then they, you matter. know, they won like eight Super Bowls. So it really don't matter. <laughs> If oh, but you know the people. narrative. Yeah.
0: We always hear Belichick
2: takes away your best player every week, but he couldn't nah, take away D-Base. He couldn't take away me. I mean, they found a way to give me the ball. Let's just put it you that had, way.
1: You had 10 targets, 8 catches for 100 yards in that game, if yeah. that's the game we're talking about. Yeah, the 23-20 yeah. loss. Uh-huh. So I mean, could, only 12 yards only twelve yards a catch,
2: Mace. Come he, on, he dude. Could, he could man. <laughs> he, he couldn't stop me. So. Only
0: 12 <laughs> yards? See, you didn't have enough dog
2: in me. Well, I 15, got a quick question, dude. So what yeah. was your 10%. longest catch in that game? I don't know. Might been in been, that man. game? It yeah. might have been 15 yards, 20 yards. It might have been 20 yards. And after you caught that, he probably was just like... touchdown. He probably was just That was a touchdown. you,
3: Mace. just you
2: and we get the Carolina
0: perspective as we're joined by David Newton. Does a great job covering the Panthers.
3: He has just been unbelievable out there. I don't know if there's any one way to stop him because he just does so many things. You just you can line him up outside. He can get one-on-one with a linebacker and the linebacker's just not going to stay with him. Even in the safety. He can run between the tackles. He's got the elusive moves and speed to break through there. So he's he is unbelievable. It's interesting you got this game coming up with Derrick Henry. You know he's not facing Henry, but Henry's the guy that beat him out for the Heisman back in 2015 and Christian still doesn't, he's not going to get injury, but Christian's still not happy he lost that. Well, wasn't there like this new trend yeah, called like that back promise rings or something like that? Uh, like a promise
0: uh, ring? Oh, yeah.
2: I gave away one when I was young. You gave
0: a promise ring away? Yeah, Let's hear the story. Ah, oh, that was bad. Um, nah, what it didn't cost that name? much, though. Why are
2: you giving away promise rings in high school? Man, I was like 14, man. Oh, uh, man. Young. How did you get man? the money to buy that, for one? I bought it for like $5 at Claire's. Did you oh, get right? it out of that? <laughs> oh, yeah. That ain't no promise ring. <laughs> that's a ring is going to make our finger turn green. First girlfriend of high school uh, You know yeah, yeah. You know what you I'm saying You were sprung boy That boy was sprung uh, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That boy got sprung oh, Look hey. at the tongue Look at the dog That boy got sprung I took her to the fair
0: Looking like John Ruin And Shanti In that music video <laughs> I took her to uh, the
1: fair Nothing like a good Tuscaloosa uh, like fair like, man. Yeah, just,
0: You just picture Marquise Going to the mall <laughs> He's wearing his Tyrone Pro throw jersey <laughs>
2: Pulling the Are you giving out gift bags. Um stuff in the bag. Oh. So swag. 1025 swag a, in the bag. Like a little Pred's magnetic schedule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the President Trophy flag. Here's a bag of Doritos signed by Derek Mason himself. Hey girl. No wonder I was signing them all in damn bags of Doritos the other day. Hey, hey do you
1: do you want a do you want a 2017 Tennessee Titans media guide? I've got
3: one right here.
0: <laughs> Brett Kern's on the cover, baby.
1: First of all, I ain't no b-
3: Oh, f- you, Mason. Just f*** you, will ya? Let me talk after the game, okay. all
0: right? That was the Morning Drive uh, Daily Rewind. I feel like today was one of our
1: uh, more diverse shows.
0: Yeah. I oh, think we covered man. a lot of ground today. It was today.
1: good, man. That was fun. Did we miss
0: anything? No, I We
1: argued about Baker Mayfield. Exactly. We cried about Joel Embiid mm-hmm. and Marquise's gift baskets yeah pretty much so Kate,
0: okay, can we just bask in the glory one more time of Derek mason and bill belichick yeah, this is awesome nine years ago just giving each other the business oh
1: you mason just you
2: will
1: you? talk after the game all right just shut the up. can you look at the scoreboard
2: I, I, don't I don't have time to look at the scoreboard. <laughs> you're too busy primping. Uh, I'm too busy beating you. I, I just
1: I, maybe it's just an old guy way of saying "Will ya"? That just it just makes me laugh anytime I hear an old guy insult somebody. Oh, go back to whatever. Will ya? And, and the best
0: part of it, we didn't even mention. You're like in year twelve or thirteen of your career. Yeah, Lighten up Belichick. This wasn't like year five or nah, six. uh-uh. This was on the, uh, you were on the back nine. But there's a part in here that we missed after Bill. Uh, listen closely to D-Mace laughing in the background oh, yeah. as this happened. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just shut the f***
3: up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice isolation there, Marquise. Well done. All right. I, well, yeah. <laughs> Will you look at this? He's like, we'll talk, after, we'll talk after the game, Mason. <laughs> Can you look at the scoreboard? Oh,
0: you, know, you know you've know, you got to chop that up. Those are got to be drops for the show moving forward. Yeah, I know. If not, <laughs> you're going back to Tuscaloosa. You're out. <laughs> on I'm your a, bike. I'm
3: going to go find Misha that, when I go back there. you ain't got a car. On your bike. He's going to give you a promise ring. <laughs> I'm
0: going yeah. to go find my ex-Misha when I go <laughs> yeah. back there. We're going to go to the Tuscaloosa, West to, Alabama to county mom, You
2: ain't got no car. No. <laughs> all right,
0: that's it for no, us. Man. Darren, Donica, Chase, they are coming up next. It is live. It is a game day, so they are at Pete and Terry's Tavern. Predators in the Flames, we'll talk about that and all the football tomorrow
2: on a football Friday day enjoy the rest of your halloween bailey dj nashville happy halloween and i love y'all